Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 187 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Guys, we're so glad that you tune in week after week. We're here, you're here, and that is a combination for excellence. <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about the 3 Es that we always talk about. We want to entertain you, encourage you, and we we want to we want you to feel equipped after you listen to this. And I can think of nobody better than Big Yonce to make sure that happens. She's on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We want her on the wall. We I don't need know her on about that, but I'll take it. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a joy. I do feel like you overpromise and I underdeliver constantly, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Lower the bar, folks. Brian has set it way too high today. Okay. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna record something today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably what you should just about say. That? I'm here with Jen. Okay. She's gonna say stuff and uh <laughs> we're recording it. Wish us luck. <laughs> Guys, it's so good to be here with you again. Like I always say, it's the highlight of the week, spending time with my friend Brian and spending time with you guys, our amazing listeners. We have got um, a pretty great episode in store today. We're going to share some laughs with prayer concerns. I cannot wait to hear what you have for us. Is it classic prayer concerns? What, what is it? It's is classic. It classic. It's the okay. classic. It's the, classic. the OG. The OG zingers. So we got some prayer concerns we're going to share with you. <laughs> we're going to share some resources because like Brian just said, we always want to help equip you for ministry. And then we are going to be sliding into the DMs. We had a couple of really amazing questions come through um, that they're asking kind of like with, with worship, training your congregation in worship, or what do you do if they say they're not getting anything out of it and teammates kind of doing worship karaoke. That's just a little teaser into these DMs. So anyway, we have a really, really great episode in store. Yeah, and before we get to all that, let's tell you about our amazing sponsor, Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step -step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use People. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. I love those people, man. They're my favorite. Yeah. Planning Center, my BFFs. <laughs> They're so good. You're going to get like one of those necklaces or bracelets made. It's like the puzzle piece. <laughs> you're going to wear one. You're going to send the other one to planning center. It's probably some random exactly. intern exactly. wearing it. but <laughs> Exactly. We'll be like, you can't see I'm making the heart yep. fingers yep. thing. 
Um, okay, Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, quest question for you, Questy. Okay. Um, it's always the most nerve wracking part of our week. <laughs> so <laughs> I am fresh off of a birthday. Yes, you are. And I would like to know what is your favorite birthday memory? Oh my goodness. That is mm-hmm. a, that is a tough mm-hmm. question. Favorite right? birthday memory. Um, it can be childhood. It can be adult. It can be. There's not many in my childhood. It's definitely going to be an adult one. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I would probably say, honestly, my 30th birthday was a, a pretty fun mm. one. Josh threw a, um, I'm an 80s kid. So Josh threw this uh, 80s birthday party where everybody dressed up. We looked ridiculous. We did not look anything like what people really look like in the 80s. But yeah. everything was 80s themed. Um, it was That was a great birthday. It was good fun. Are there photos? There are. Oh, we need those. <laughs> we need those. You know, I don't need um, to be memed anymore. So I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm not sending you any pictures. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't mind. But yeah. Uh, okay. How about how about you? Um, yeah, boy, tough, man. I have I have a couple. Um, so when I was a kid, I played baseball like a lot of kids do. And I can remember one where. Um, we had a game on my birthday and then my parents had the whole team over for like a cookout and, and it was just, it was just the best. And recently, uh, somebody who played on that team, uh, messaged me a, a photo from that birthday party, oh, wow. uh, like how they had it. Cause you know, guys, yeah, we used to have to take photographs with the camera, mm-hmm. take the film out of the camera, drive it to like the drugstore or a photo developing place, wait a couple days. Like it was a whole thing. Well, for that birthday, it was probably an artist doing an oil painting. You jerk. (laughs) It it has been a minute. I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, And then I, you know, last year I had kind of a bigger birthday and. um, Yeah. You had some surprises that happened. I did. It was amazing. Some surprises from you, some surprises from Kim had, um, a bunch of people record videos yeah. for me and uh Allie put those all into one big video and um uh I watched it this week and it just um I laughed and I cried and mm. so it's probably a tie for me between those two birthdays. Those were really, really special and um yeah. What's your favorite really like good. what's your favorite birthday dessert? So I've got one of my kids, my middle daughter, uh Jaden, mm. she's a baker. So when it's someone's birthday in the house or a family member, she'll kind of find out, all right, what's your favorite dessert? What do you want me to make? And she, so she was really mad at me this last birthday I had because I'm not a huge cake person. I'm an, if I have to choose between cake and ice cream, I'm picking ice cream every time. I love mm-hmm. ice cream. So oh, yes. Yes. she was like, well, can I make you an ice cream cake? And I'm like, I just want ice cream. So she was very upset with me and disappointed in me <laughs> um, because I didn't want cake. So. Oh man, you know, I, I've never really met a lot of desserts that I didn't mm. enjoy, yeah. so I'm not super picky, although ice cream is, so there, uh, so I grew up in Evansville, Indiana, which, uh, at one point in its history, it's like really far from big cities. So they used to test market things in Evansville. Okay. So for whatever reason, like we had Pringles before anybody else had Pringles. No Maybe way. That's why I'm obsessed with Pringles. Yeah. So we end up with a lot of like really small regional chains and mom and pop 
restaurants. And so there's a small regional chain there that I actually worked at in high school called GD Ritzy's and they make the ice cream right in the store oh. and they have a flavor. It's the name of it is OO Oreo. Wow. I told Kim, I had some on my birthday and I said, if I could only eat one ice cream for the rest of my life, it'd be this. Wow. It is my favorite. What about you? What's your all time favorite? Ice cream. All-time favorite. Ah, gosh, that's so hard. There's this, uh, who makes it? Is it Blue Bunny? It might be Blue Bunny ice cream. So I don't have nearly the endearing story that you have. I don't have some mom and pop. (laughs) I wish I could come up with a better story. I'm just like, oh, there's ice cream you can get in the grocery store. Everybody can have it at any point. (laughs) Uh, But it's some Blue Bunny flavor. I forget. It's called Bunny Tracks. I think that's Mm. what it's called. I think it's got like ribbons of fudge or peanut butter, like nuts, that kind of a thing vanilla based ice cream. I don't like like overload chocolate. Like Josh is just like, I want quadruple chocolate. It's just death by chocolate. That's too much. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit more nuance in my ice cream. A little nice. bit of, you know, sophistication, sophistication. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, sophisticated as right? I go to the grocery store and get my ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, speaking of sophistication, you know what? The sophisticated people are engaging with us on the socials. Yeah, they are. That's a terrible segment. <laughs> uh, yeah, a they're, little they're engaging with, Right? They're engaging with us on the socials, which all of you who are listening are sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so uh, we hope you're doing that. Um, I also hope you'll take a moment, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a really, really nice review. We would love you if you did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? Soup's helpful. Soup's Totes. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, do you know what time I think it is? What time is it? I think it's time for prayer concerns. Prayer concerns is brought to you by our friends at five words media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV five words. Media is also the official AVL integrator of worship leader props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear, or maybe you have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at five words media. They're the best in the biz and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for five words media to get started today. Guys, it's that time. It's the time we love. It's the time you love. It's the time for prayer concerns. We're sharing some OG, uh, like just clapbacks from the congregation. You know, they're maybe you're, they're using your connection card or your live stream chat or your YouTube comments or Google reviews. They're telling you what they think of the job you're doing. Oftentimes, they don't think a whole lot of it. So uh, people share these with us. Uh, you can go to the website, worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab and share yours there. You can DM them to us on the Insta- on the, Insta- the old Instagram as well, uh, or TikTok, Facebook, wherever you're at. And uh, here's the deal. We always make this promise. We won't ever share your name or your church's name, uh, and you can trust us on that. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. 
I recently got a solid concern. <laughs> sorry. I recently got a solid prayer concern from a repeat offender who came to me Sunday and said, do other worship teams also sound nothing like the original singers or is it just our team? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I got a little tongue tied on that one when nope, I just saw our repeat team. offender coming. I was like, <laughs> just our team. That's just yeah. our team. Yeah. It's just us. It's just oh us. my goodness. Come on, fam. All right, number two, prayer concern number two. I recently had someone approach me at the front of the platform during the countdown. She said, I need to talk to you. I I nearly replied with just, can you find me after the service? But I decided to go ahead and hear what she had to say. She tells she tell, she tells me, I'm a prophetic dancer, and sometimes I can't really feel the music. Is there a way you guys can remove one of the drum panels so I can at least feel the beat better? I really need to feel the music to use my gift. I replied with, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you know, you could probably feel the beat the best all the way in the back of the room. Exactly. Behind, exactly. You know, Maybe a balcony, that, probably, a balcony. Yeah, yeah, the balcony. Cloak room. <laughs> going old school. The Did chapel you have a cloak overflow? room in your church growing up? <laughs> Did we have what? A soak room? Did you have a cloak? We, we called oh, it the cloak, the cloak room. room. No. Yeah which is where people hung their coats instead of having like a real, we had a whole room. Yeah. We don't, and, we don't need that in Phoenix. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't have coats. Yeah. For like two weeks a year, you have coats. I thought you said a soak room. Like, I'm like, is that like a <laughs> prayer area? Like what is that? But no, we yeah. didn't have that either. So. Yeah. You didn't no soaks, no, <laughs> no cloaks. soaks, no cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three, prayer concern. Number three, I lead at a more traditional Southern Baptist church. I decided to be bold and wear a hat and my WLP t-shirt. And it's the one that says my brain is 90% song lyrics <laughs> a few weeks back. After leading, my wife said she was very distracted by my shirt and couldn't believe I wore a hat to church. Literally within minutes of that, our senior pastor said from the pulpit, we need to get out of the old mindset that it's a sin to not wear a suit and tie to church. My wife's eyes got big and she said, did he ask you to wear that today just to make a point? And I replied, nope, that's the Holy Spirit, baby. <laughs> it's like a prayer from his wife. Oh, right, my goodness. Exactly. Out there repping. He is repping. Out there repping. Don't you hate on him for that? There you go. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Number four, prayer concern. Number four, recently got this comment about a song and it said, I just feel like it would be so anointed if you would, if you would sing that while some... Someone artistically finger paints Jesus upside down. <laughs> can you imagine some like, because those are like professional painters that do that. Can, right. can, can you imagine just bringing some amateur? Okay, here's what we need you to do. <laughs> I need you to paint Jesus upside down during the song. And then we're going to flip finger it. Finger painting. I, I don't know about you, painting. but I'm a horrible artist. And so I'm imagining <laughs> what that Jesus would end up looking like. Um Actually, yeah, I think you probably I aren't a, skilled in drawing, if I remember. I'm a horrible artist. Yes, I, remember I think correctly. you've heard a story about that in yeah. the old <laughs> Nemer chat. Um, okay, here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. <laughs> we, got a, we got a comment on our Facebook event announcing our church's annual July 4th fireworks show. And it said, would Jesus shoot fireworks off into the air? Seriously, answer that. 
My pastor's response to her, yes. <laughs> I can't stand, I, a little bit of a soapbox here for me. I can't stand sometimes like what Jesus did. Okay, you know what? It, we didn't have technology. We didn't right. have half, like, come on. But exactly. I agree. Yes, he would have. Come on, fam. Jesus would have absolutely loved he fireworks. He would have. Right? He would have loved it. He, he would have really probably just made his own. He, honestly, he, guys, like, well, yeah, it's true. Right? He would have gone to those tents that sell them on the side of the road and gone to the back of the tent where you can buy the illegal ones. And <laughs> just he was like, "Folks, watch me, man. Watch me." <laughs> Oh, fam. So those are prayer concerns. Please keep yours coming. You can go to the website and send them in anonymously. Uh, You can also DM those to us on Instagram. Well, let's head into the next segment of the podcast that we call sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. Now, for over 40 years, Marshall has been producing broadcast quality video equipment for churches of all sizes. Marshall Electronics is a sponsor of Free Church AV and also the maker of some amazing broadcast cameras in a variety of configurations that fit perfectly into church production workflows. If you're looking for high quality and affordable cameras to build into your church or live event space, go ahead and check out the Marshall family of cameras. And you can do that in the link in our bio. Uh, The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV, featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology. It offers amazing HD performance in an extremely compact footprint with the ability to deliver crystal clear images, even in low light or dynamic light environments. Uh, If you would like more information about Marshall cameras, click the link in our bio and watch out for more details as we complete season three of Free Church AV. So, Jennifer, we get a fair amount of DMs on our account, which we love. Yeah, we do. Some of them we answer right there Mm -hmm. in the flow. Some of them we save, we stockpile. For the podcast. And so today uh, we have a couple, and these are questions that come from you, the followers. These both came in on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one, uh, this person is asking, what do you do when the congregation says they aren't getting anything out of worship? Mm. Mm. There's My initial yeah. response is not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> just going to be completely flamethrower. I know. Let me, okay. Yeah. Let me throw the small yeah. talk real quick and then I'll back it up and we'll actually yeah. give something helpful. My initial response is, well, worship isn't for you. Boom. Worship is for God. It's Take not that mic up so you can drop it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's my, when I read that yeah. one, I was yeah. instantly just angered on the inside. Um, but then I got to go a step further and go, okay. It's part of a responsibility of a worship leader to help teach worship. Um, yes, we have to teach. Yeah, we gotta, yeah. A lot of times people just uh, people just don't understand. And I do think that sometimes it's confusing yeah. because um, there's an element of emotion involved in worship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do think that sometimes some of the songs that are out there uh, can make worship a little bit more confusing because some of the messages are a little bit more me-centered. That's where that AW scale that right. Pastor Scott Absolutely. shares really can help. Um 
But I would say, um, and I think we kind of recently talked about this with disengagement. So maybe whoever answered this or asked this question, go back and listen to that episode um, a few weeks ago because there's some helpful tidbits in there. But I do think that we have to find pockets and ways to teach worship, um, to to help people in the congregation understand that, that what worship is about. And maybe that's challenging because I think that there's a lot of people out there that just don't even understand what worship is, what it is that we're doing when we come together corporately. I honestly think there's some worship leaders out there who don't have a full understanding of the the weightiness of what it is that we're doing. I think there's even pastors sometimes that um, kind of don't understand the value and the importance of what we're doing in worship. So I would say um, if you have a congregant who actually comes up to your face and says that, I'm not getting anything out of worship, it's an awesome opportunity for you as a worship leader to kind of talk through, well, well, here's what the goal of worship is. You know, it's it's ascribing worth to God, you know, it, it bring into some scriptures in the word where, where it really points that worship is ascribing the worth to God. This, this is what we do because God deserves it. It doesn't really have anything to do with us. Walk them through some of that. Um, and then look for pockets in the service where you can, you know, read a verse, help direct people. I just think that most people need direction. They don't, they just don't totally understand um, what it is that we're doing. And again, we can get really upset with them or we can help them along in the journey. Yeah. 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 A couple of things. Jen mentioned uh, the AW scale, and that is something that Pastor Scott has talked about a few times. Um, If you have not listened to episode 146, uh, episode 146 uh, Pastor Scott unpacked the AW scale, what it is, um, how do you institute that in your church? And before you type a message that says, can you send me a list of songs and what their AW scale rating is, there is not such a device. Right. It is up to you to format that for your own congregation mm-hmm. with your own set list. Yep. Um, and so that's episode 146, I think I said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also go to episode 184. That was just, that was a few weeks ago, as she said, called the disengagement dilemma, where we talked about what do you do if your congregation or your team is disengaged, right. um, which is kind of a, a piece, at least, of what we're talking about here. If they're, if they're, if they're asking you, if the question or, or the criticism that is posed is I'm not getting anything out of worship. Well, yeah, that's an issue. And, but the, probably there's a piece of the issue that's on their side of the table, like right. Jen said, and it's not, it's not worship is not for you. Worship is for God. Now right. we, we do want our people to uh, receive encouragement mm-hmm. from, from being in worship. We want them uh, to learn. We, we, you know, and, and as Jen was saying, you, you've got to, you've got to help them with that, you know, pointing to the why. One of the things that Jen even talked about when on the disengagement episode is uh, constantly pointing people to the why yeah. and uh, keeping keeping the mission and the vision in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's that's important for 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 worship leaders. I know we've talked about like why do we lift our hands? Well, let's take. 60 seconds in a worship service and explain to people what that is. Right. You know, what does it mean to actively participate in worship? Mm-hmm. Again, m- much of this we talked about in the disengagement episode. Um, but, you know, coming out of the pandemic, um, that was a, a a time when people were more observers of worship mm-hmm. as opposed to particip- participants in worship. Right. And so helping them 
make that transition back into the flow of your church? I, w- I would ask a couple of questions. What are your set lists looking like? Again, these are some things that are going to be uh, stuff that we talked about in the disengagement episode. But, right. um, you know, what do your set lists look like? What does your environment look like? Mm-hmm. Are you um, are you doing the same old, same old? Has your order become really predictable? I, yeah. I will say we were we were guilty of that at, at my last church. We were uh, our order had become really, really predictable. You know, uh, there are there are uh, uh, denominations that practice worship from a liturgy, like mm-hmm. where it is written out step by step. Well, whether it's written out step by step, your church can have a liturgy. If you come in and you do the very same order of worship every yeah. week, it's going to feel very much like just like a liturgy would <clears throat> feel in a like a Lutheran or a Catholic church or whatever. And so, yeah, man, I would I would I would say take some take a look in the mirror, mm-hmm. um, knowing that they got to meet you halfway, man. They got to come in uh, understanding the why, but you got to tell you got to mm-hmm. teach them the why. Right. And I think part of that teaching the why the verse that just popped in my mind is, you know, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, you know, let us run the race. But there is a there's a heavenly worship atmosphere that is actively happening 24 hours a day. You know, if you think about that revelation, you know, the, the elders and the saints around the throne crying holy, there's a worship atmosphere that's constantly going on. And so when we step into our churches, we are actually joining in with something that is happening in the spiritual realm elsewhere. It's like it's already happening. We're just joining in and we're becoming a part of it um, and adding our voices and adding our hearts and our souls to the sound. And so, again, I think and that's that's part of like that that mission and helping people to understand, you know, if you can take like you said, take 60 seconds, take 30 seconds in your worship set, pull a verse and go, this is this is what we're doing. You know, that's probably the best way, because my guess would be that that comments like this, it, it comes out of just a lack of understanding. Yeah, it's just yeah. a lack of understanding, and that again, that can be frustrating for us. Um, but at the same time, it's like find those opportunities then to help bring some yeah. understanding to it because it is incredibly powerful. It is sad to me when I hear someone say, "I'm not getting anything out of worship." Again, my initial reaction is, "Well, it's not for you." But then at the same time, I go, "Well, if their mindset is I'm not getting anything out of it, it means, man, they're missing a moment. They're missing an opportunity. They're not participating in it, and maybe." They're seeing it as I need to get something out of this instead of saying, no, this is something I get to join into. Um, and, and then naturally there's there's amazing, um, you know, benefits from mm. from worship. And I, I do think, too, we've talked about this before. Our society is so wired right now, especially for spectating, for entertainment. Yep. You know, yep. we've got a billion streaming services at our fingertips. We, you know, mm. it's it's easy to kind of bring that mentality into church and we think church is something that we attend instead of saying no we are the church we're we are mm-hmm. alive living vessels that are the church you know and so um helping helping your congregation to know that i do think it starts with the leader it starts with your team you know does your team have that that kind of a mindset because the congregation is going to kind of follow the course that you, the, the trail that you blaze they're going to follow so just make sure that you guys are doing everything on your end and there's always going to be someone i'll say that there's you know this, there's always going to be someone, um, but yeah, just, you always. know, make sure you're doing everything that you can creatively and spiritually to help, um, to help guide the congregation and your team and even pray that God brings a revelation to that, to those individuals as well. Absolutely. And you, you know, we, we, this is the worship leader yeah. probs podcast. Right. Remember that you are a leader. Mm-hmm. 
you're, this is not the worship performer podcast where you expect people to come in. Like when you go to a concert, um, you're going to, you're going to go see somebody, you know, you come in with an expectation, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to build into our congregations, the understanding of what they're joining into Mm -hmm. so that they come with an expectation. We're going to worship God today. You know, you know, if you look at our, our logo, the word leader is more bold than probs or worship mm-hmm. that that's all intentional so that we can we can be a reminder to 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 us and to you the listeners that we are leaders and that 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 means not just leaving people where they are mm-hmm. in their understanding but helping to move the needle for them uh, in their understanding of worship and what worship is and w- what worship isn't yeah that's good that's a good and word and that leads us to our second dm question mm-hmm. what worship isn't yeah we got uh another dm question that says we have some worship team members who are treating worship like karaoke mm-hmm. and not in it to glorify god my first my my okay so my first impression is to say if you think it's an issue now you should have come up in the age of special music. Right. <laughs> right? Because this used to be a thing, guys, yep, yep. all the time. Three congregational songs and a special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying God can't use special. I've had very, you know, powerful worship experiences when when I, I'm listening to somebody, right. you know, lead through a, a special song or whatever Absolutely. I have. But, you know, we're in this day and age where uh, you've got The Voice, you've got America's Got Talent, you've got American uh, Idol, American Idol. Everybody thinks they're like one moment, one opportunity away from being the next Carrie Underwood. Mm -hmm. And so um, often they can see their worship team at church as kind of a stepping stone toward that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be so bold as to say this is another keep the mission and vision in front of your yeah. team. If you if you took a poll of your worship team and the majority of them can't tell you what the mission and the vision is mm-hmm. for your that's a that's an issue. Yep. Fix that ASAP. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's so good. Very true. Fix it, man. Yeah. yeah. You you can fix that. Yeah. Easily. Have you ever had a karaoke type person? Um, yeah, I've come across that, you know, because like you said, it's, 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 it's church. I will say it's Thank not Thank you for not worse. using my name. Huh? Thank you for not using my name. Oh, you're, I know. It's Brian. Over. <laughs> no, I mean, I will say, I do think it has gotten worse with uh, things like American Idol and that sort of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So something that I do is I'm just very clear up front. We're very clear about the mission of our team. Um, and I've said some things that have been shocking and jarring to people uh, in the past, which, man, I sound like a big meanie sometimes, I think, <laughs> with what I confess to you on this podcast. But, uh, you know, I this is something I feel in my heart. I feel like it's backed up biblically. So I will say to people, you know, especially if people come in and they're trying to talk about, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a singer or whatever. Hey, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, but as we kind of begin to have conversations about our worship team, um, I make it very clear that we are always looking for heart more than gifting. And I say, you know what? God's not impressed with your talent and neither are we. 
I've said that to a few people, you know, just in a way to kind of like the emphasis and the importance here is not your level of talent. It is your heart, you know? Um, and so we've really worked hard to, um, have a culture within our team that everybody's heart matters more than their talent. Now, obviously we're constantly encouraging our team grow in your talent. You have to come in with some ability, you know, we do have requirements for, you know, where you need to be before you can come into the team. But because the emphasis is always your heart and your spirit and your attitude more so than the talent, um, we've kind of created this culture within our team that the, um, the talent monsters don't feel comfortable in our group because they, they, they really stick out and they, you know, they, there's an air about them and whatnot. And so they either need to shift and realize, listen, my talent is not the most important thing here. It's my heart and it's worshiping the Lord and God, God uses anybody, you know, um, or they step off and they go look for the next, you know, the next thing where they can step in and they get to be, you know, whatever it is they're going to be. It's hard as a leader, um, leaders, you have to have discernment. You have to pray and ask God, you know, help me to have discernment about people that are coming into the team um, because you get one wrong attitude in there. And, and that can be a challenge in the team that can that can spread. Um, so you have to kind of protect the culture of your team. Um, and it's I do think it's a delicate balance because, again, we want talent. But I feel like so much of this still kind of rests on the leader to how do you prevent that from coming into the team? I'm curious if this if this question came from someone who's on the team or if it came from a congregant. Because mm. I have had congregants come to me before and say, I feel like that team member up there is just putting on a show. Mm. And that's kind of awkward for me because I, I don't want to talk bad about a team member. And so what I usually steer people to is, you know, you know, that might be what it looks like. We can't always tell what's going on in someone's heart. And I would encourage right. you to just keep worshiping the Lord with your heart and not worry about their worship so much. Mm -hmm. um, and then I will have private conversations or I, you know, I stay pretty in tune with people's lives on my team and, you know, try to deal with it that way. If, so, if it's, I've had people within my team say, hey, I feel like when this person's doing it, it's for this reason. Okay, yeah. well, I try to always steer people like, don't worry so much um, about their worship. Worry about your own you know, or fo focus on that. And then I ask God, just, you know, give discernment, give me opportunity, help me to see, is there something here that I need to kind of pull aside and just coach in them? You know, yeah. let, let's, let's talk this through. Sometimes you'll have someone who grew up in, you know, grew up in singing groups that so they grew up. Sometimes it's just a, a, this is how they've learned. And so this yeah. is what they do. And to me, I see then that's a discipleship opportunity to help them understand, you know, when we're worshiping, let's dig in, let's dig into the word a bit. Um, let's disciple this so that you understand when you stand up here, you're not performing to a whole bunch of people. You're bringing an offering to the almighty God of the universe. And so that's different. And he's not looking for your polished performance at all. That's, that's not what he's about. He is 100% looking at your heart. And if, if we can teach our people to even have that mindset, you know, and I get it, it's tough. You don't, there's an element of performance. You don't want to go out there botching your lyrics and messing up your melodies and singing fly. You know, there's an element of performance, but I think that we have to make sure that we're not preoccupied with the performance. And so again, it starts yeah. with the leader teaching the team. Yeah. Leader, 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 leader. Yeah. And, um, you know, creating that culture. I, um, you know, I, I have had, uh, I, I can remember a specific interview, um, where, it became evident to me in the the way this particular uh, person pursued me and pursued setting up an interview. 
Um, super aggressive. Uh, it, it, it was something that was certainly, uh, going in my, I, you could see that kind of being disruptive, mm -hmm. uh, in the culture of our team. Yeah. And so, uh, that's not a, that's not an interview. I was like super excited about uh, right. getting on the calendar, but we eventually got it on the calendar. I had, um, uh, I had three other staff members sit in on that one with me just because I had a little bit of a sense that, um, I, I needed some, uh, accountability, right. uh, for, for me and for this person, you mm -hmm. know? So, uh, so, you know, interview came as a part of the interview, we, we talked and the, 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 the nature of the conversation was very, um, I've done this and I've done that. And this is what I do. And this mm -hmm. is how I will contribute. And it was just, just wasn't sitting well. And, right. you know, then we, we did a little music. The music was not, uh, uh, was not amazing. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we came to the end of it and, um, the other, the other staff members were like, wow, what do you do in this situation? And I was like, well, um, you know, the, the, the culturally it's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a person who's very focused on themselves. Um, musically it was not, you know, where we would like it to be. Yeah. Um, and there are, I think you have to walk the line between, can you help that person along? Or uh, in this particular instance, I made the decision, I'm not sure this person is going to receive mm -hmm. the help that I would want to offer. And so I delivered the message that this, it was a not, not yet or a not now mm -hmm. sort of a situation. Yeah. And um, this person absolutely came unglued mm. um which uh, voicemails emails i've never been told no before like wow. the kinds of stuff i heard from this person yeah. um and so you know i was like okay you know yay god all the signals you were giving me going into this yeah all of these are confirmation uh confirmation for that. And I, I think as the leader, you've got to be willing. Did I take some hits over that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This person um, uh, told me they were going to be sharing their talents with other local churches, which again, just goes back to the, right. the me, me kind of focus or whatever. You, you've got to be willing to say, okay, as the leader, I'm putting some guardrails in place so that there are other people who can kind of confirm what happened. You're being smart about it. Right. But as the leader, you have to say, okay, I'm the one that God has charged with shaping the worship culture here. I'm the person who's pastoring those who are already on the team. Um, like Jen, I like, I, look, I, I'll take attitude over talent every day of the week. Absolutely. Every day of the week. Mm -hmm. You can you can certainly help both. I have found in my ministry, it is a little easier to give somebody the tools that they need to develop on the musical side mm -hmm. um, than it is to kind of try to whip somebody into shape spiritually. Certainly right. you can do that. Right. Um, I think it begs the question, should they be on the team while that's happening? Mm -hmm. Or should they be, sitting in the congregation and, and getting involved in discipleship and yeah. kind of learning 
you know, what it means to worship and mm-hmm. all of those things. I mean, it, this is a, it's a complex time to wrestle with this issue of somebody treating the worship team like it's right. performance or karaoke or whatever. Well, and I think the goal is to do, do the best you can to prevent it. You know, so you mentioned your interview, you know, you have a process in place. Uh, In my team, nobody joins the team as a leader. That's that does not happen. So someone can come to me and say, I've been a worship pastor at X church and I'm joining your church. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Um, You everybody comes in at the same level. And we have a process where we um, encourage people. We actually kind of require them when it comes to platform serving on our platform. They have to serve somewhere else in our church for six months. And that six month time is to help them to understand there is a, this is a church as a whole. We aren't just coming in to step into a ministry. We serve the entire body as needed. It's time for them to get to know our church culture to really go, is this, does this church have the heartbeat that I'm looking for in a church? It gives us time to know them and it helps just to kind of work on if there is any of that, you know, me type of a thing, that's actually a great moment where I have seen it work great, where it does kind of iron that out in people where then they end up catching a larger vision and go, man, this isn't an opportunity for me to step in and shine. This is an opportunity for me to link arms with other people and carry out a mission together, you know? So I would say like any processes that you can kind of put in place, safeguards and, um, just different things that you can kind of put in place to prevent that. Now, if you already have this kind of happening in your team, I think that you have to kind of don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. If it's one person, you know, maybe start pulling them aside and just kind of talking them through, Hey, when we're in worship, you know, what do you, what, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? How do you approach worship? What do you, you know, kind of talk to them because then I think that you can help to disciple that along. I've, I've had teammates, um, young ones where they've come in and they're, um, they get really, really anxious coming out and, you know, um, they're, they're, they're struggling to sing a part or they're so nervous and they're, you know, I have anxiety. I've got a a lump in my throat. I can't stop swallowing my spit, you know? And so it it opened a door for us to talk about what is it you're thinking about when you're up there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I'll share, you know, Hey, like I've dealt with insecurity. And so what I do is before I step out, I go, you know what? I'm not up here because of anything I've done. I am actually not worthy to do this, but it's the Lord who has made me worthy. So all of this is for him, right. you know, so that it's a coaching opportunity to help people understand even the proper me- mindset, the proper spirit and heart to come out with. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be elements of this in church because people are people. Um, and it's just asking God to help give you the wisdom. Um, ask God to give you discernment because again, you are shepherding a team um, in addition to helping to shepherd a body. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit is there to help. He will help, you know, um, but definitely it's not something to ignore. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not something to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the majority of people won't be that way. Wouldn't you say like, I've come across it, but I haven't yeah. had too many times where it's just an overwhelming issue. Yeah. I, I mean, like you said, have a process in place mm-hmm. um, just in case it comes your way. Um, and that way you're not having to. Uh, react, but you can be proactive. Yep. Um, and that's, those are, those are all a good resource really too. Solid. If you're, I almost forgot to mention this. If you're dealing with, um, if it's a team member, if it's someone in your team and maybe they need to really deepen their understanding, um, back on episode 122, we had Zach Neese and you know, Zach Neese is a favorite of mine. One of my mm-hmm. favorite books, um, is a book that he wrote called how to worship a King. Uh, there's also another book that I love called the reset by Jeremy Riddle. But, um, again, 
help to resource your team. You know, if you've got someone up there that's, you know, it's their moment in the spotlight, resource them and go, hey, I want you to read this book and grow in your understanding of worship and allow the Holy Spirit to kind of work on them. But yeah, yeah check out episode 122 with uh, Zach Neese. Really Absolutely. Fam, you might have uh, strategies you've come across uh, for some of these things. Send us an email, yeah. info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Uh, or send us a DM. Let us know what you've what you've done and how you've addressed it in uh, your team or in your congregation. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 187. Do us a favor. Go on over and um, subscribe wherever it is that you are consuming your content. That way you never have to look for us. We just show up. And when you subscribe, just, you know, you're not getting emails or anything. It just means that the episodes are automatically there. People are probably afraid to Automatic. subscribe. Because they're like, I don't want spam emails. No, that's not what right. happens. <laughs> yeah, no, no spam. Just, there's no spam. No sp- there's no spam. No spamage here. You just don't ever have to go look for us because we show up <laughs> right away um, every Tuesday morning. Um, and do us a favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. That would just make our day. And it would help with the mm-hmm. algorithm and get the message of the podcast yeah. in front of more people. Well, um, happy Helperton moment. Help- <laughs> happy Helperton. Right. <laughs> Did you make right. did you just make that up? No, that's the thing. Isn't that a thing? Happy Helperton. I've, oh my gosh. Oh Lord. Thank you so much for following us on all of the socials, for engaging with us. We have such a good time hanging out with you guys at Worship Leader Props on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can even find us over there on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Props. Yeah. And thanks to our friends at Maven Media Productions. They're so amazing. They're helping us with the podcast. And if you, if you, uh, your church, you know, some church churches uh, are new to the social media presence. Mm -hmm. If you need somebody to help guide you through that, um, contact Maven Media Productions. You can hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. Maybe you need help with a website or some consulting. They're amazing people. They're church people. And they love the Lord and they will help you. Yeah. Uh, so give them a shout out and uh, they'll they'll get busy on your project. Um, and thanks to uh, our friend Scott Hoke for our intro. Guys, we love you. Thanks for listening to episode 187. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later. Smell you later.